welcome in to the Soaring Sports Podcast. I am your host, Braden, and I am joined once again by, uh, yeah, let's see, the the debt man from down south in Texas, good old uh, pineapple of Alan Pena. Uh, try a little something different there. Let's <laughs> hope y'all like that. <laughs> uh, we'll see if it keeps going. Uh, I don't know if I'll keep it up, but uh, anyway. We're, we're here today to talk a little bit about the NBA. It's nearing the middle of the NBA season, so we're going to talk a bit about uh, well, that, some trade deadline rumors, and uh, the All-Star game is coming up in a couple weeks, so of course we're going to be talking about that. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's get right into it. Alan, how you doing? Pretty good. Probably after our last episode, I think, I don't know who's going to need a cold a cold bath, probably you mostly. Um after what just happened, myself, that's going to have to wait another day. Uh, we're still waiting on the water. We, we were told it might be back either today or tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow is the case. But I think you might need more of a bath than I do right now after what happened. But so far, so good, really. Yeah, so uh, for those that may not remember, I uh, – I went off on a big rant about one of my favorite baseball teams in the last episode. So uh, if you want to hear uh, me a bit angry, go ahead and listen to that because it doesn't happen very often. So <laughs> yeah, Alan, I hear we got one in store from, from yet today. A little bit. Yeah. A little so, bit. Probably uh, not as much as you did, but <laughs> I think it's, it's more of um, to really start thinking about it, you know, and I'll touch into that at the end. All right. So uh, we'll we'll save uh, the rants for the end, I guess. Um, but yeah, so let's get right into it. Let's, uh, Alan, I think it's best if we start off just talking about uh, how the season's gone on so far. So let's, uh, why don't you start with the, the Eastern Conference and uh, I'll do a little bit of the Western Conference and we'll go from okay. there. Okay, let's do that. All right. Then first of all, in if when we talked about a, a season preview, um, we've talked about teams that are that are going to be legitimate. And one of the teams that I suggested, hey, they're going to be for real, was the Sixers. If you can recall that, Braden. And mm-hmm. so far, they have the best record of the East. Um, Joel Embiid, and I want to get onto that guy. He is playing unbelievable basketball, averaging 29 points and 12 rebounds a game. And what's been helping as well as has been the coaching of Doc Rivers. Like his input on how the Sixers are going to play is unbelievable. His experience as far as winning an NBA championship, getting to teams ready to play has helped a lot. And, and you can see that in Joel Embiid. And I'm going on a limb and saying this, but Joel Embiid will win MVP. They keep this up. He's going to win MVP. I just think he he's on a mission right now. Like, now as a big man, he's even – you don't see him anymore. Oh, I'm going to dribble the, in the perimeter, shoot threes. No, he's like, I'm going to beat him down in the post. Nobody can beat me. Like, his game is balanced. Ben Simmons is playing great defense. Uh, he's a candidate for defensive player of the year. And Tobias Harris, another great guy. And obviously having Dwight Howard – has and Danny Green helped them solidify themselves, but look out, 
the Brooklyn Nets. I, their trade with James Harden, it has worked, really. Uh, offensively, they are just putting up numbers like crazy. That's what happens when you have a team that's coached by Steve Nash, but also you have Mike D'Antoni in there. But it's going to come down to defense, and I think the Nets are not done making moves, nor the Sixers are done making moves. But the East right now, it's been those two, Milwaukee, been on a slide five-game losing streak. Boston has been up and down. When are we going to make a move? Hopefully it's this season that you got to make a move now. I don't know what, who are we waiting for, but I think for the Celtics to make noise, hey, get a big man. And we'll talk about that in the trade deadline. And Toronto is starting to bounce back. Miami is getting everybody back. Uh, the Knicks, wow. Like, they're in playoff spot, actually. The Knicks, we normally talk about how horrible they are. Well, uh, not really. They're starting to play well. And and really, the East, it's going to be a very interesting conference heading up. But, but I just made a prediction. We will have an MVP. That will be Joel Embiid. Now, does the NBA do it similar to uh, baseball where they do uh, a Eastern Conference MVP and a Western no, Conference MVP? MVP. Oh, okay. The well, then I'll MVP. push back on that when we as we talk about the Western Conference. But uh, okay. let's, uh, let's wrap up the East. Yeah, so I think, Alan, you were right on about the Phillies. Um, obviously, there's still a lot of season left, so I'm not too – worried about milwaukee um they got a lot going on right now so i expect them to keep going and make some uh make some noise as time goes on and alan what's going on with boston i told you like it's been up and down like we can't rebound we can't protect the paint we can't do none of that and we have to make a trade for a big man. We like, we talked Andre Drummond. He's available. Go get him. What are the Cavs going to ask for? Then probably they might ask for young players. They're not going to ask Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum or Marcus Smart or Kemp, none of that. They're probably going to ask for young guys who can like Romeo Langford or Aaron Lee Smith. They might ask for those guys. I'll give it to them. Yeah, sure. They want a pick. Let's give them a pick. We do need a big man, someone who can protect the paint, because come playoff time, we will face Joel Embiid. And that guy is a beast. He's playing real MVP basketball. Giannis, he, he will be a tough matchup. We need it to counter that. It's time. We are the Boston Celtics. We have 17 banners. 17. Same with the Lakers. We're not, we're not some team. We're not the from a small market. No, we are the Celtics. We want to win a title. Well, we got to make championship moves. Bring ch- players that will develop. Well, I'm not, not just develop. Players that will help us get not just to the NBA Finals, but winning it. That's who we are. The bar, the bar is set high. 
I don't want to hear, oh, we're waiting, we're waiting. No, those days are over. The NBA is not going to wait. Like, you have something, you build. Boston, it's time. Get a big man, get players, fix our bench that we have to, and we will compete for a championship. Yeah, you know, I agree with that. You know, they, they need to make some moves. I think that it'll help them. Yeah. Um, you guys are sitting pretty at five in the conference right now. Yes, so yes like, we are. But obviously, you know, sitting at 500 is not what you expect nor want right now. So, yeah. but I'm sure there's a lot more you got to say on that. We'll, we'll save that for later. Um, yeah. Yeah, looks like kind of – what's surprising me as I – I'm looking at the standings. Um, it's just, you know, Miami. I thought they were really good. So, oh, Miami. They've had, they've had some guys losing COVID, you know. So they've had uh, COVID but, and the injury bug then, yeah? Yeah, they've had some injuries as well, yes. They've had injuries, but now they're starting to come together. Um, I think Miami, they're also, I think they're going to be buyers in the trade deadline. And they're they're not gonna go away, Miami. They're not. They're not gonna go away. They'll be there. Remember, there will be a play-in game coming in. They will be. From so seat wild card essentially. Yes, pretty much. They're gonna be there. So don't count out Miami. I don't know. So what do you think of the Orlando Magic? They're just an interesting team. Like I think they are a team that they have talent, but they their ceiling is it just stopped. You think so, huh? Yes, with the Orlando Magic. I think it will have to be time, probably not this season, probably next season, it might be time to hey start um dealing some of these guys. Cause they made the playoffs the last two years, but haven't got nothing out of it. Nothing. Won both game once, but then they falter the next four games. So I think it's time to either if you're going to keep those guys like Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic, like you got to build around them or you know what? Get young players. Get young players. Yeah. And start developing. Change some, some stuff up. That, that, yeah. that might help. Don't Absolutely. I would recommend not doing too much because it may hurt you in the long run for this yeah. season. Um, but you need to change something up, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So well uh I'd say we move on to Western Conference. What do you think? Wow, the West. Um <laughs> I'll start with this. I didn't probably nobody. Saw the Jazz coming. So, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, Dad, if you're listening to this, like, I don't, I, you can't tell me you saw this coming. Like, yeah, the Jazz had a great team and are a good team, but like, to be the top of the whole conference, like, number one seed, I don't think anybody. Well, not was just the whole conference, the NBA. Yeah, that too. The NBA. Like, I just realized that, yeah. It's the NBA. Like, now here's my question. Can they keep it up? 
because I don't know if they can. Like, okay, this is a phenomenal start to the season. No one expected this. Okay. You and I, we had them as the fourth in the entire conference. Yeah. Right under Denver. I still think Denver can make it there. Okay. To the top four. Um, they, we'll talk about Denver in a few minutes. But you can't tell me you anybody expected this to happen. Jazz fans, reach out. If you expected this, I won't buy it, but at least tell me. <laughs> well, yeah, tell us. Tell me. I'm like, I I probably have not talked to any Jazz fans. I probably will this week. And once we do our, obviously, our season, mid-season review, then okay. But I, to be honest, I doubt it. Last time the Jazz had the best record in the NBA, they made the finals under Stockton and Malone. But to me, I, I'll say yes, they will keep it up. I think they have to make a move. Probably just a move, probably get a two-guard or something to start. But um, they're going to keep it going, the Jazz. like They're going to keep it going because of what's going down with the Lakers right now. Um, AD's out. They're, they're, yeah, Anthony Davis is out. Or he might miss the until the All Star break. And if he gets injured again, he's been he's had close calls with an acute with he's had right Achilles tendonitis, which is basically a sore. Like he's been sore. He injures that. Forget it. I don't think the Lakers will repeat. I with probably with LeBron, they'll make the conference finals or even the NBA finals, but they don't have them. Or even Dennis Shorter, which he will be back, but they don't have Anthony Davis. The Lakers look a complete different team. And then you add the fact that um, come playoff time, like, here's the thing. You don't have Dwight Howard, someone who could come in and be physical for you. He's in Philadelphia. And if they face each other in the finals, those two, Philadelphia will just destroy him in the paint. And the Lakers will not have the personnel to do that. Mm. And Like we saw so, what Denver did when AD went out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the Clippers, um, they're starting, they're getting into a rhythm again. Um, I'm starting to believe that Hopefully their bubble troubles are over. Hopefully, but like it'll only be over when they make the finals. If that's that. the key for them, they gotta like. I think they're still not over it, but they're playing better basketball and they're figuring out. Hey, like we can we can do this. That's the Clippers for you. Mm. I, yeah, like. Clippers are they're doing good. They're, I think they're the San Diego Padres of the NBA. <laughs> like maybe Ooh, not necessarily that? talent level wise, but like big brother, little brother effect with the NBA. Like LA is obviously the big, big brother in uh, the NBA. Oh, the Lakers, yeah, but the Clippers yeah. they they want to get, and obviously they have the owner to do it because Steve Ballmer he knows he he will spend on players. To get them there, so they have the nucleus to do it. But like I said, 
like they're starting to get over their their problems in the bubble. Yeah. I think what's really surprising me, and I haven't watched, unfortunately, a, a lot of basketball this season because I've been watching a lot more hockey. But what's surprising me is, look, just looking at the standings, the Spurs, they're doing a lot better than I actually yeah. thought they would. Now, yeah, they are. I've Go been ahead. following the Nuggets press, so I know how they're doing. And that game wasn't much of a surprise for Denver because Denver never really does well against San Antonio. But yeah. In a league-wide perspective, Alan, you'll have to educate me here. Is this as surprising as to the league as it is to me, or is it just you know something that was kind of expected? No, it's more surprising. Like nobody talked about Utah. Like as we mentioned, now they're getting the talk, and obviously when what they at having at the net. Like here's another thing we forgot to mention: the Jazz just added just. Have a, they just have new ownership. Ryan Smith, the owner of Qualtrics, came in and you see the excitement. You know, uh, Jordan Clarkson, he resigned. He got traded there last year. He resigned with them. And right now, like, the guy can come in. He can get you 40 off the bench. He can 40 off the bench. Unbelievable. Can score in bunches. Derek Favors, coming back to Utah, he brings a rebounding edge, a guy who can score in the paint coming off the bench. So this is something that nobody saw in Utah. Phoenix, that's another team. Now they're playing real basketball. I'm like, now this is a team as well that can, that I believe can have home court advantage. And obviously Portland, you cannot count Portland. Anytime you have a player like Damian Lillard on your team, and obviously a score like CJ McCollum, a back a dynamic backcourt, there you're gonna have a shot at winning games. So Portland is another team to look at. And obviously you mentioned San Antonio. Um, they're just coached well. Greg Popovich knows what he's doing, and he he organizes his team and how to play within the system, but also allows the players like Derek White and obviously Deontay Murray, who they missed last year. Um, it shows what they can do. And that's first basketball for you. It's like, you don't question it, you do it, but also it's also your time to flourish under it. And that's why San Antonio, they've surprised a lot of people. Okay. So it's, that's uh, good to hear because I know Denver, historically, they've just struggled with San Antonio. Um, right now, a lot of people, and it just, just might be Nuggets beat. Um, like I said, I've been following the Nuggets a lot because, well, that's my team. Uh-huh. So, um, but they've mentioned, you know, historically Nuggets have been pretty bad against San Antonio. And another thing they mentioned was, and so let's kind of talk about Denver for a little bit. They mentioned, you know, remember those Tim Duncan led San Antonio? Yes. So if you were to look at the Nuggets right now, would you compare them to that te- those teams with the Tim Duncan Spurs? You I'm just the curious. They had Carmelo, Allen Iverson. No, this current one. So the current iteration with Jokic and Murray and Porter. Murray. 
Um, just a little bit. Okay. Um, just a little so, bit. I would say that's kind of what a lot of comparisons were. Nuggets Nation is kind of, or Nuggets fan base, I should say, is kind of drawing. Uh, is what or as to who we're looking at comparison wise because we always like to compare in yeah, society. That's just what we what every like what today's world is. We like to compare yeah. everything. So you know, like obviously, Nuggets they've struggled with injuries. Colorado sports in general have had the injury bug a lot lately. Um, yeah. So that sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing for them lately has just been uh, making sure that the chemistry got developed. I think if there was a bit more training camp and um, preseason, that it wouldn't have taken Denver so long to kind of get into the niche of things. Yeah. So I'd say that's probably contributed to their slow start. But, you know, I think Denver, they're going to, they got a lot coming. I think they're going yeah, to do I pretty well they, here shortly. I think yeah, they're I a think sleeping they giant right now. And I think Denver, uh, if I am them, um, I would love to get, um, make a move, probably if not, not trading, but at least finding someone in the buyout market, mm. meaning guys that they'll be let go. So I think really uh, you may not – you'll probably try not to find – because replacing Jeremy Grant, it's been tough. And, like, that he his play helped the Nuggets be better. But if there's a way they can get him back, then, okay, they'll be back in the mix. But also, like, um, they haven't been able to find someone suitable for Mason Plumley. I would say, even though, like – yeah, he's a good player, but they're going to need eventually a big man like him. Probably if they, there's a way they can get a Jabel McGee to come to Denver, then that would be a plus for them than someone mm-hmm. who has played in the NBA Finals, multiple NBA Finals. So um, that's that's something I think they can, they can look into, getting a caliber like him, a big man like him. So I think for Denver, they want to – improve i think they should look into the buyout market okay yeah because that's i think where nuggets fans and press and maybe even the front office i don't i don't know um is uh sitting at is you gotta do something um because i'll be honest with you alan i don't all right who are you saying was mvp in your book remind me again i forgot his name Joel Embiid. I'm going to push back. Nikola Jokic, I think. Now, this is probably my Nuggets bias here. Okay. But I think Nikola Jokic is probably the MVP of the NBA. Okay. Like, he puts up. Now, I think what the hard part is and why he's not necessarily as talked about for MVP is because the Nuggets haven't been winning a whole lot. That's why. But let's when you look at what he's been doing, that's MVP. He's like playing like the best player in basketball in the world right now. That might be Nuggets bias there, so I'll uh, I'll acknowledge I that. It. I get <laughs> but, it. But so like first matchup with the Lakers, right? Puts up a career high fifty points. Now the Nuggets go on to lose that game, but he kept them in it. Okay, he's 
he's uh he's like the Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon of the Nuggets right now. Like he just mm-hmm. keeps them going. He's on every he's in every rotation. He's he's playing heavy minutes, like playoff style minutes. And you know, like when he's off the court, the Nuggets they look and they feel different. They don't look like the same Nuggets team. Um, and if that doesn't scream MVP, I don't know what does. He he puts up triple doubles almost every night. You know he he scores almost forty points a night. You know like <laughs> what else does a guy have to do to become MVP? I don't know. I don't think there's anything else he can do at this point. I know. Obviously, yeah, you got to win games, but like, even if he doesn't win as many games as say like Joel Embiid or LeBron, like if you overlook Nikola Jokic for MVP, like have you been following basketball? (laughs) 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 Now that might be a little harsh, but like that's what this guy's doing every night and no one's talking about it. I'll say this. Um, I'll say this. He's been on my radar watching him play. You know, Um, I'm not questioning what he does, but he, I think he will be top three for MVP. I just think that um, – I just think the Nuggets have to start winning. But also, like, come on, Jamal Murray. What happened to that momentum? Get it. Get it. Michael Porter Jr., another guy. Hey, someone who, like, they got to keep. Mm-hmm. You got to step it up. Like Jamal can, Jamal Murray could actually average twenty two a game, and take off the load of Jokic. Michael Porter, nineteen a game. Gary, he could average that. Gary Harris, another one. He's been injured as well. That so that plays a factor. He can get you seventeen. I'm like, step up. That's why, like Jokic has been scoring. 50, 45, that much, but he hasn't had the help. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think. I love I love Jokic. His play is unbelievable. But, like, I'm going with Embiid for the reason, obviously, that he's winning. But also we're seeing a, a Joel Embiid that I think um, – that I personally felt like before I look at Joel Embiid like, oh, he's a pretty good player. But – we're going to get him mentally. We are. Like when the Celtics played the Sixers, we're going to get him mentally. And guess what happened? We did. Now, oh, we can't, now we can't get him anywhere. Like mentally, physically, we can't. Uh, I'm talking as a Celtic fan. But mm-hmm. now as an Joel Embiid, I think he is on a mission. What happened last year to him was an embarrassment getting swept in the playoffs, his and he just wants to be like, hey, you want to see what the real Joel Embiid? Here I am. And that's why, to me, his 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 men- mentioning for MVP is great. I believe he will win it. And I do believe that the Sixers, they're going to be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, keeping this up. Mm, yeah, I think... Sixers are uh, a team to watch. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, and they're not got, done making moves. They're not done making so. moves. Yeah, they're not done. So they're gonna look. They're gonna look for something. And you got to. And and you know their GM. He's very aggressive in looking to improve this team. Yeah, like I'm still. Uh, I got a lot to learn when it comes to basketball. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So I don't. Team. I'm not into that GM world quite yet. So, uh, yeah. I, but uh, yeah. So Philadelphia's make gotta. They're doing way better than I think. And any everybody but you, I think, was saying Philadelphia's yeah. going to maybe make the playoffs. You're like, uh, uh-uh, they're going to make it and they're going to win it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and I think you're the only yeah, one I've talked to that made that pick. Yeah, they're in that battle. I just, so, I, I just am a yeah. huge fan of Joel Embiid. He's playing for the rival, but I just love the way he plays. Yeah, and you know, like, I think that's uh, he's he's obviously going to be on the Eastern Conference All Star team. You know, let's yeah, he's going to start. Think that's, yes, that's going to be a good. Uh, that's a good segue, I think, into the All Star game. Is talking about these stars, Embiid and Jokic, like. I don't know if this is the actual graphic or not, but I saw Jokic was the starting center for the Western Conference All Star. Yes, so I don't is. know, I don't know if that was the actual graphic for the actual lineup or if it was just a fan made one. But no, that's this just is, what I saw. That's the actual. Like, I'll we're breaking down the starters. Jokic in the West, he'll be joining the top vote getter, LeBron, and Kawhi Luka Leonard. Doncic. <laughs> Look at Doncic as well, which I'll get. We'll get into that. And Steph Curry. Yeah. Which I'm glad he vote, he was voted in, not just because it's Steph Curry, but I just think the Warriors, they're not like I know they're not the Warriors, but they're they're playing winning basketball again. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, so I award that as well. And in the East, Joel, he'll be joining by Kevin Durant. And Giannis attended Kumpo in the in the front court with backcourt being Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving. Okay, now that's a lineup. Like, yeah, it is a lineup. But, honestly, um, go ahead. I don't know which side's going to win. I think well, personal bias with. It's with Jokic be being in it's that lineup, like, I'm going to say the West, but it's not going to be like say. West versus East. It's basically Team LeBron versus Team KD. Now, oh, see, so that's different for me because, like, yeah. it's and then it's yeah, they've done this yeah. for three seasons already, three or four seasons, and it's pretty good. And then on national TV, I think two weeks later, they're going to make their picks. Because next week they're going to announce the reserves for the All Star Game, and then they're going to pick pick their team. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it will be nationally nationally televised on TNT, and and just go from there. I just think, um, even though Luca, great, great starter, I just felt I think Donovan either two people, Damon Lillard or. I think, in my opinion, Donovan Mitchell should have started the All-Star team. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I agree. But gotta, I think... Like, you got to award winning as well. Like, 
What I know with the Wizards, Bradley Beal, but Bradley Beal is a whole different case because, like, he's average. He's leading the NBA in scoring. I think it's thirty-five points a game. Like, you gotta value that as well. Luca, like, yeah, he's talented and awful. He's got better players surrounded, but it's been up at like it's been up and down. That's why I would award Donovan and Mitchell the starting lineup because we didn't see the Jazz winning, like having the best record in the NBA. Nobody. So you award that. And I would mm. award that personally. And I did that actually in my votes. Like award Donovan Mitchell. Like I oh, so it's fan voted. Yeah, they they do have a fan oh, okay. vote. Yeah. Yeah, they do have a fan vote. So next year you can start voting. And I voted Donovan Mitchell several times to for him to start the All-Star game because winning, winning, winning. But he will be there, so will Rudy Gobert. Yeah, both I think both honest. of them are well-deserved. Yeah, both of them are well-deserved. And now in the East, Kyrie, he didn't play enough games for me to prove he is deserving. I think I would have put Jalen Brown over him. Now, is that Boston bias for you, or is that actual basketball bias? I would say a little bit, but also it's because the guy has been playing great basketball. Each year, he's been improving. I would have worked that as well. I would. I would have worked that. If you're also playing great basketball and have a a good record, or even though it's 500, but hey, it's Boston. They're doing. They're gonna do. They're gonna get better. So, I would award Jalen Brown the starting lineup, but that's how it is. And but I just do think um, these two guys should have started. Those are my snubs as far as the All Star game. Yeah, you know, like I think, you know, personally, I feel like Jokic deserved to start. He's it's been a yeah. long time coming for him. He's it's the second time that he started. Yeah, so like it's row. yeah, so it's it's time he starts getting that recognition, I think. Like he he I think he clearly deserves it and you know, like yeah, I'm Nuggets fan and that's biased a little bit, but like you just watch him play and you can tell he's he's in another level right now, something he hasn't quite been at, you know. Like it's different. I don't I don't know how else to describe it other than Nuggets fans. We've never seen him play like this before. You know, he's, yeah, it's different for him, you know? So I think that's really good. for. And John Chich, I see your point, Alan. I'm wondering if it's a little bit of playoff recency bias going into that just because of last year. But obviously like this year, like John Chich, he's been really good too. You know, like, yes, he has. I'm not taking away from what he's accomplishing. Like, no, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying, like, he, I think given what he's done, and yeah, he's got a supporting cast around him, but like Dallas is clearly in it. And I think that's in large part due to Luka Doncic. He's, if he's not there, I don't think Dallas even is relevant, you know? So I think you got to reward that, you know? Okay. But I do see your point about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. I'm almost wondering if uh, there's some like bias against Rudy Gobert because of the controversy last year with the whole COVID stuff. 
and uh you know but i don't i don't know if that played a part in voting or not so i won't say one way or the other uh i don't know about that i can't speculate but i think to me yeah. that i'm that should be over you know like Rudy you would think don't play great basketball as well so i my opinion on that is like look i'm over the whole Rudy Gobert COVID thing move on and he's obviously moved on big time as well so I think so too. I think he's kind of grown up a bit, but yeah. So I'm not going to speculate one way or the other, other, but I do wonder if there's some fans out there that might not be over that, you know? And I feel like that's a valid like wonder, but I don't think it's valid to speculate about. I, I think like you, Alan, I think one of the jazz members should have been in that starting rotation. Um, But I don't know who I take out in order to put them in there. I get it. Yeah, I, I, I do get it. But to me, I think um, Lucas should have not started. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for that. I don't care. Um, Donovan should have started. Okay. Like, you look at the history of the NBA, guys who have started in the NBA, mostly one or three or two of them, involve players who are on teams that have the best record. In, mm-hmm. in the NBA, in, in the NBA, most of the, probably I would say 99% of the time. I have to look it up, but it's mostly very high when you have one player or two starting in the All-Star game because their team just simply has the best record in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And that matters. Yeah, so that should have been rewarded, I think. Yeah. Now, let's talk a little bit about MVP for – a quick sec. Okay. We, we've said our two favorite candidates who, who if we were press writers, cause I assume that's who votes. I'm not sure how yeah. that works. Press writers vote. That's correct. So, cause I know how it works for baseball. So I know in hockey's, so I'd assume it's the same for the NBA. Anyways. Um, who on the jazz do you think is the MVP? Cause I think LeBron's heavy favorite, same with Giannis. Jokic, I think it's it should be top three, if not the winner. You think Joel Embiid's going to win it? Is there a Jazz player you think that should be up there? Um, obviously, I think Donovan Mitchell. Okay, he should be in that discussion as well. Obviously, he keeps it up. Um, they'll they'll do it. I think the reason why nobody of the Jazz is like someone like Donovan Mitchell hasn't been considered for MVP. It's just look at how the Jazz play. They're not like, yes, they have a, a star, two of them, and Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, but they don't play like, oh, we're going to rely on him and him only. It's it's a team. That's why you've seen a guy like Jordan Clarkson, who sixth man of the year, he will win it, coming off the bench and dropping points like that quickly or Joe Ingles who his his IQ high IQ is unbelievable his play is unbelievable as well then you add the fact that you have a healthy Bogdan Bogdan Bogdanovich who you you look in the playoffs like had they had him I think really they could have been the Nuggets because his shooting yeah seriously his shooting is is great and even like his defense, you may say, "Oh, it's not flashy," but 
but under a coach Quinn Snyder defense, he does he plays it very he plays it well. Like so uh really this jazz team, it's not about one guy or even two, it's about everybody. And I think that's why they're not I haven't seen a jazz player get MVP consideration, but they should. I would put Donovan Mitchell as someone who will, who should be in MVP discussions as well. So let's do a top five real quick because I I agree with you. Donovan Mitchell should be up there. Um, so let's do a top five. One, one being who you think is actually going to get it. Two or three who you think should arguably could get it, and then four or five are just people you think should at least be in the conversation. Okay. So. Um, I, I'll go first. Um, okay. just kind of, I think, like I said, Jokic, I think he's going to win it or at least he should be considered. Cause like he's been insane this year. Like uh-huh. it's been a career season for him. Uh, the nuggets, they feel like a completely different team when he's off the, I, I almost said the ice off the court shows you how much hockey I've been watching, <laughs> 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 but like, he's a completely different team when he's not on the floor, you know, or the Nuggets are. And, like, the Nuggets are not, like you were saying with the Jazz, are not necessarily about Jokic, but everything they do is based on his playing style. Yeah, exactly, around it. Which, so it's a team effort based on how he he reacts, which is very intelligent. I almost said best baseball. Shows you what I follow, right? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, intelligent-based basketball, you know. And so I think for that, he's going to win it. I think number two, after hearing your argument for Joel Embiid, I think he'll, he'll be top. He should, he'll be in that conversation. Um, obviously Giannis, uh, Giannis and LeBron, they're going to be up there. And then I think number five is going to be Donovan Mitchell. Like, I think that's your, your top five for MVP voting. Um, okay. Just because LeBron, he's like, I wouldn't say he's a goat, but he's definitely generational talent, perennial MVP. Um, same with Giannis. I just think this year there's people that are playing better than them right now. Okay. So, I don't know. Before you do yeah. yours, what do you think of that list? It's not a bad li- list. Um, not a bad list <laughs> at all. You mentioned um, Joker and Bede. LeBron, Giannis, and Donovan Mitchell. That's not a bad list. Uh, I'm not going to dispute that. Um, okay. Not at all. But Giannis, though, I will say, um, yes, he's a great talent, but he's a little bit – he's disappointed me a little bit. Just because, yeah. like, I just – for some reason, like, like, I don't know, like, to me – I don't see him like, you know what? What do I need? Like, I got to do this better. I got to like, how can I create, create, you know? Cause like, sometimes I feel it's like, I know how is he going to play? Here's what we need to do to stop it. And he hasn't reached to like, okay, here's my other elements, you know? So I get putting Giannis still in, but I think to me, he hasn't proven to me, hey, why are you the MVP, you know? So hopefully once the playoffs start, he can prove me that. But 
like he hasn't shown me that yet you know like someone mm-hmm. that i'm like i'm gonna go and and kill it like or like he has not so i think this is something where Giannis, this is Giannis's opportunity to show hey like i'm the guy you know and i think if he does not win mvp i think we're gonna see how would Giannis react to that once the playoffs begin yeah i think so too. but i would have put him in my list you wouldn't no okay so let's let's go ahead and hear your list Here's mine. number one joel Embiid. okay you already heard me mention about joel Embiid. i wish i could have mentioned him in the preview but there were some questions about philly but but i had high hopes but now joel Embiid, he should win it no problem if philly keeps this up and i know they will number two I'll go Kevin Durant. Okay. Kevin Durant, he like he's he now has a hamstring injury, but it, it's it happens when you come back from an Achilles injury, but he is killing it. Um, the only thing he will not win it just for the simple fact that he's gonna split the MVP vote with James Harden, which I don't have him in my list, but but I know a lot of people do, but it's just the fact that he he will split that award just because you have another caliber player in James mm-hmm. Harden and Kyrie as well. So, but he'll be, he's number two in my eyes. Okay. Number three, LeBron. You have to include him in there. Like, I think last year he should have won it just because the, the Lakers went from no playoffs to which it could have been a disaster. Like it was a disaster his first year and it could have carried on to the second his second year, but that did not happen. Number three, LeBron. Number four, yes, Joker, which you've been mentioned. Um, I think the more the the Nuggets do better, then I think he will get consideration. But in my eyes, he should be, if I were to vote, he will be the fourth person I would vote for MVP. Mm-hmm. And number five, um, yes, you have to include Donovan Mitchell. Um he, he is unbelievable um, the way he plays. Like, I think now we're seeing a different Donovan Mitchell. Uh, you, you're seeing that leader now, and you're seeing his involvement of the game. And, and he also knows, hey, if someone else is hot, I'm going to give it to them. And I think this is a player who I believe will not falter in the playoffs just because his rookie year, getting that playoff experience and moving on to the next round, performing very well, better than Russell Westbrook when they played the Thunder, that showed to me, okay, this guy, um, he's going to be a star. Like, he is not mm-hmm. afraid of the spotlight. He's going to take it, bring it. So, just, and he will, he's number five for, okay. for MVP voting. So, those are my top five. Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I think that's a good list. Um, honestly, I didn't. I think Kevin Durant's a good choice. I didn't put him in my list mostly just because I think he's going to get Comeback Player of the Year. And I, I don't know trends in basketball, but in a lot of the other sports I follow, I know that like Comeback Players of the Year usually don't necessarily win MVP. So, but I don't know how basketball works. So I don't think they don't have comeback player. No, they don't. 
No? Okay. No. Well, if they don't, they should, because either way, he'd he'd win it, you know? So. Yeah, they do. He'll win it <laughs> unanimously. Yeah, because he's he's clearly the comeback player of the year. So Yeah. But yeah, so I think Alan, I know you got a rant we've been saving. Yeah. Uh Let's see. I know it's about trades in the NBA and what's going on with that, but yeah. how do you want me to There's set you up? There's been a lot of trades. Um, I think I just mentioned one player. Um, it is Andre Drummond. Um, there's rumors he will get traded, but I think how it's been handled has been like this. And that, we've seen this in the NBA. Um, they're going to sit down. They're, they're going to tell the player, hey, you're, you're not going to play because we're going to trade you. I'm just like, why? You know, like, or like how they're how players are finding out they're gonna be traded. Because when you're when you're about to get traded, uh, you gotta sit down with the player. Hey, like how if I were the GM and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna have to trade him because um we want to improve, or hey, we're gonna rebuild. You tell them, you go and tell them, hey, um, we're gonna we we're thinking of, we're gonna trade you. Um, we're looking at this, but we're gonna send you to a great place, a better place, that where we can do what we have to. And I think that's where better communication happens. You let them know ahead. Now, um, like, like now it's like I can go to a. It's like pretend I'm the player. I am at a. I'm ordering. I'm, I'm I'm just ordering something online, and I hear someone like Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN, the NBA insider, saying, "Oh, he just got traded to so and so." I mean, for a player to find out he got traded through social media, that's an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. It is. It's an embarrassment. Like. Or to find out through some guy at the gas station, hey, I just found out you got traded. That's more embarrassing. And I think like teams should should really be careful. I think if you're gonna trade a player, like let him know ahead, hey, we're gonna trade, we're trading you here, or we're thinking about we're doing this. Keep them alert, you know, because because it not only affects the player, it affects who his family as well, if they're there with him. So, like, you got to, like, show the respect to the players as well. Because every time, and I think that um, at first I was like, why is he saying that? But I think now um, I've gained an appreciation. Like, for instance, Anthony Davis announcing, he announced publicly before he got traded to Lakers, I want to get traded. And the reason why was because the Pelicans were not helping him out. And a lot of people were dogging on him. You saw James Harden. He got dog, he got criticized as well for saying, Oh, why did he announce he wants to get traded? You know? I'm like, it is the organization's job to build their superstars to win. And if their superstars are not happy, you listen to them. Listen. 
And I think that is where the organizations need to do a better job in. And if you're going to trade a player, hey, let them know ahead. Or like if something's wrong with the player, if he's not happy, hey, let's talk. We're seeing that today, that franchises, they're, they're, not, they're not being criticized because of that. It's the players. It should be going both ways. The franchise should also be at fault. And we're not seeing it just in basketball. We're seeing it. We just, t- we just talked about it in our recent episode. And now it's going to happen in soccer where, where we're going to see, and we'll talk about this probably after the whole after the soccer season is over, probably Lionel Messi. And we're we we're not gonna see him in a Barcelona uniform, just because of what's going on with the the board and everything. It's the same thing. You gotta have communication with the players, and and after hearing Draymond Green saying what he said on that rant. Which I, you gotta listen to it, Braden. Ed, I agree with him 100%. Like, there's gotta be both ways. You cannot just focus on, oh, the player wants to get traded. Oh, it's, it's cause he, like, spoil and all. You could say that, but to be honest with you, no, I would say the franchise also has, has to be responsible. And like, if the player's unhappy, what is going on? What can we do to make you happy? And and if at the end it doesn't work, then okay, let's do it peace like in a way that it's that the transition is perfect and peaceful. Like you look at Russell Westbrook when he got traded to the Rockets, they knew the Thunder would have to rebuild. And Russell Westbrook, how he handled it and how the Thunder organization handled it, they owed it to Russell Westbrook, who gave everything to the Thunder. Everything, even after Kevin Durant left. He gave them everything. And the trade was made perfectly. There was no bickering. It was okay. I want to get traded here and and get traded to the Rockets at that time. And the trade happened. No problem. By the time they came back and played the Rockets against the Thunder, standing ovation for Russell Westbrook. And I think that is how the franchise and the fans will be happy and the players will be happy. There's got to be constant communication. And and if you're going to trade your players, don't let them find out through social media or through some guy at the gas station or store. No. They better find out through their GMs that they're getting traded and that's when it is done professionally. Like, you can't just do it, oh, it's social media, they're going to find out. Finding out things through social media, there are some things I would like, I like to find out on social media. But when it comes to things like that, I'd rather have it being told in my face. So one advice for, for GMs out there, not just of basketball, but every sport, check on your players. Are they great? Are they doing, are they happy? If not, what can you do to make them happy? And if it does not work and the player really demands a trade and nothing worked and you fix it, fix it, then you trade them, but you let the player know that that will be done 
and then that you'll get more trust from other people and they'll come to you or it doesn't work and you need another trade, then no problem. It'll be done professionally and you don't have to worry about the backlash or the, or even everybody going at you. So do it professionally, talk to your players and don't, don't let these players find out through social media or through other people. They better find out through you. Yeah, no, like, I don't got much more to say on that topic because, you know, I I went at it in depth in the last episode, but uh, I think we're pretty much on the same page. So... Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so it's it's <laughs> yeah. it's ridiculous, you know. You people you gotta communicate, you know. Talk to people. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. So but yeah, I think we'll wrap up here, Alan, unless you got much more you want to say. No, I don't have anything else to say. All right. So next up coming out is we're talking about, you know football uh or for the americans listening to it soccer (laughs) so uh yeah we're going to be talking about the champions league over in europe so it's going to be exciting so you know everybody keep watching basketball hockey baseball is coming back summer's just around the corner everybody yeah and warm up most importantly warm up (laughs) especially down there in texas yeah So So until next time. Until next time, everybody.